Hi, I'm Peter Mullen from Mullen Natural Health Centre. Have you ever thought about coming to see a naturopath but weren't sure if we could help? Why not try our free 15-minute phone consultations? Call 4961 4075 or go to mullenhealth.com.au for details. Peter Mullen, our naturopath, is here with us today and we're taking a look at children's health really, aren't we? Yes, Dave, and we've sort of I've mentioned that on a few times on this show, and at all, all the talks that we do as well. It's one of the comments I make is that our kids' health is not what it used to be. You know, kids these days, children particularly, it's estimated, and these are sort of government health stats that it's normal for a child to have a cold six to ten times a year, mm-hmm. which is quite dramatic when yeah. you think about. It. If a cold lasts a week or two weeks, that could be, you know, nearly every second month your child's off sick. And you think about like daycare expenses, parents having to have time off work. Like it's an amazing thing. So our kids' health definitely isn't what it used to be. Now, today I'm talking about a a condition, and again, it's not a condition that's really well recognized by the medical fraternity, and it's called um, pyrrole disorder. Yes. And what it is, it's a a condition that 10% of our kids and parents possibly have, and it's the inability to... Um, break down uh, hemoglobin effectively. So what happens essentially is these um, people end up with higher level of these pyrrole compounds in their bloodstream. And one of the, the negatives of that is that these pyrrole com- compounds are inflammatory, irritating to the nervous system. So they can affect things like um, concentration, learning, um, anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a whole heap of symptoms associated with pyrrole. It also goes along. So, so number one, you've got these elevated pyrrole compounds. It's been linked in conditions with things like autism, ADD, not causing these conditions. But if a child has pyrrole as well as these other conditions, then it's a, it's a triple whammy. Um, and as I said, in adults, how pyrrole might present is um, anxiety. So sometimes, with when say for an adult diagnosed with anxiety, sometimes thinking or finding a cause for that helps you sort of feel more at peace that there's things you can do. So number one, you get elevated levels of these pyrrole compounds. Number two is it results in a, it's a genetic blood disorder, as I said, and it results also in a dramatic deficiency of zinc and B6. So again, zinc and B6 are critical for immune balancing. Um, zinc and B6 are critical for your whole stress coping platform to develop. So that's where kids then... You know, these are, these are kids that are sort of experiencing, you know, described as shy in my right. day. Yeah. Um, but really it's anxiety at a very young age. Um, zinc, you know, one of the signs of zinc deficiency can be kids or adults even that get, you know, when people get that bumpy skin on their outer arm? Yeah. So it's like goosebump. It's called, um, uh, that name has slipped my brain at the mm. moment. Mm. So I might need more some, some more zinc and B6 as well. Um, so yeah, so one of the signs can be that sort of bumpy skin on the outer arm and also deficiency of, um, arachidonic acid, which is a long chain omega six. Um, and the disorder basically inhibits your child's stress coping system from developing fully mean that they are much more susceptible to suffering the physiological effects of stress. So, uh, an article I read ages ago was from a, a mum describing her child with pyrrole and the way she described it was that Basically, her child could go to school five days a week, but they had to can all after-school activities because the stress to that child just in attending school five days was enough. The rest of the time she had to, you know, have quiet time and, mm. you know, just to calm down enough to be able to go back again the next day. Um, and this was went on for quite a long period of time until the mother discovered that the child had pyrrole. And 
correcting pyrrole or supporting pyrrole is as simple as getting onto a really absorbable form of zinc and an activated form of B6. And how common is this pyrrole? Ten uh, percent has been estimated mm-hmm. at. So that's one in ten kids in a classroom. Mm. So, and as I said, you know, we've well, I've got adults that I see that um, come in with anxiety and also have quite high levels of pyrrole, and it's a simple urine test to get tested for. Could there be a lot of people that uh, have it that are undiagnosed? Absolutely, because mm. it's sort of relatively new from a diagnostic point of view, and because the medical, um, the conventional medical approach is to not look into these sorts of things. Um, yeah, a lot of people could be suffering and, and not know that they've got an issue. But I'll go over some of the um, other symptoms or some of the things that you might, because the, there's quite specific symptoms associated with pyrrole. So some of the um, common signs and symptoms are things like um, uh, being anxious, shy or fearful, you know, just or, or just kids that, you know, often when I ask um, pyrrole patients, like, how long have you been? Because like, anxiety as an adult is often one of the things that they come in for. How long as an adult? How long have you been anxious for? And people re- reply, "I was born anxious." Oh. So right from their earliest age, they remember always being fearful, or, or you know, in the old days it was described as being shy, timid, be, timid. But yeah. you know, when kids literally can't, like they can't literally look you in the face because they're literally overwhelmed with their stress response is so much more dramatic. I than, get that a lot. Yeah, <laughs> people are very overwhelmed by me. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, so well, I can see how that would happen. Um, so yeah, so that's that can be one of the the, the tips. Um, and again, coming with that difficulty um, coping with stress. So again, like that young girl I was talking about before, that you know couldn't do any after school activities because just coping with holding it together while she was at school. And these are the kids that you know they get a good report behavior wise at school because they can yes. really hold it together all day but then when they come home you know their parents describe them as like it's just chalk and cheese so you're suggesting a little bit more zinc in the diet or getting more zinc how can we do that through diet is there foods or something that we with, can eat that can it, help us yeah if definitely with with pyrrole though you really need supplementation okay, okay. because it's a, a and and the good the good thing is it's all easily testable you know you can test. You can do a urine test to see if you've got pyrrole, um, and then you can do follow-up tests from a blood point of view to see that your zinc and copper ratios are right in your blood. Because if you're chronically low in, and this can be can, can be why we get some of the mental and emotional or behavioural symptoms. Uh, if your zinc's low in the in the body, but your copper's high, if there's a relatively copper relative copper excess, then you'll you'll see more reactivity and emotional. Instability. So mm. kids that go from zero to out of control in two seconds flat, you know, may have an imbalance of their zinc and copper because they're chronically deficient in zinc because of pyrrole. So if 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 kids have pyrrole, if they've got high levels of pyrrole in their blood, then um, diet's not like initially you want to get their levels stabilized pretty quick, and then if you can maintain that with diet, excellent. But unfortunately, these kids often need to be on long-term zinc supplementation because it's a it is a, cr- a chronic, like it is a genetic or familial problem that they have. What are some of the signs, some of the indicators that the children may have this? Well, as I said, the kids that, you know, hold it together well at school, but then at the end of the day, you know, lose the plot when they come home. And I mean, all kids can be a bit like that for sure. Um, kids that chronically have, or adults that chronically have white spots on their fingernails. Right. What do your fingernails look like? I, I think they're all right. 
Okay. Yeah, they're not yeah, bad. Not yeah, yep. no sign of pyrol yep. going on over yep. there. So um, not a lot of hard work with those hands, <laughs> but as you can see, not a lot of hard work. Well, there. you're just telling me you're learning to play the bass my, guitar, so joke. I expect to see your fingers yeah. calloused and toughened up. I'll do my best. Do your best. I'll try. Um, uh, sensitivity to light and sound. So these were were adults or kids that stop you know, s- stop screaming at me. <laughs> Why are yeah, you screaming? Or, Why are you yelling? They used to cover their ears. Oh, yeah. You know, a truck would go past and they'd cover yeah. their ears or, you know, they wouldn't cope well in, in bright bright lights. Um, other symptoms can include or signs can include, uh, as I said, white spots on the nails, um, poor dream recall, stressful or bizarre dreams or right. nightmares, which right. can all indicate low levels of B6. And, and it's not infrequently I'll get parents that come in that say their kids continually get the night terrors. or So this could be another, another uh, a contributor. Um, poor appetite, which again can be kids generally having a poor sense of smell or taste, which again is low zinc. Uh, being sensitive to bright sunlight and noise, we've talked about. Um, tending to have cold hands and feet. Uh, tending to be come dependent on one person whom you build your life around. Um, preferring the company of one or two close friends rather than a gathering of friends. Um, people that become more of a loner as they age, but particularly for kids, it's more that um, emotional instability. Now, you have your next uh, public talk coming up, and that is also along the lines of kids' health, I believe, isn't it? Yeah, Dave. Our next talk is on kids' health, natural remedies for kids' health um, on the 27th. So it's next. It's not this Tuesday. It's not tonight. It's next yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. And um, this is a great talk for anybody that um, has kids that want to learn more about natural remedies to have healthier kids. Um, but also, too, if you're concerned that there might be challenges or problems that your kids might have that no one else has been able to help you with, come along to this free talk because um, we'll cover quite a few different conditions. And, you know, oftentimes people will come up afterwards and say, you know, that sounds so much like my kid. And, and there is a phone number we can call if we'd like to reserve our interest in that. Uh, yep. They can just either book online through the website or they can call the office on 4961 4075. It's Health and Wellbeing with Peter Mullen with us. We're continuing to discuss pyrrole disorder. Now, we have been diagnosed. The children have it. They're on the right path now with uh, getting more zinc. What else can we be, do for them which will make them a lot better with this? Well, look, the, the good news is with something like pyrrole, that once it um, has been diagnosed, it can be easily treated using, um, as I said, you know, long-term zinc and um, an absorbable form of zinc and an activated form of B6. Um, in combination with uh, evening primrose oil as well, depending on the level of pyrrole. And as I said, we sort of monitor um, their improvement. And usually parents will say that they you know, can't believe the difference in their kids if, it, if, if that's a major contributing factor. So, um, but then again, we often confirm just that we've got the levels right by having some blood tests or blood screening done. Um, or as always, with, with health, like... It's not just about supplementation. There's always, you know, diet's yeah. always the cornerstone. And with, with, with all our kids, you know, we recommend a low inflammatory diet, you know, removing all additives and preservatives from their food, um, cutting out for these kids, particularly for a period of time, dairy and gluten. Again, not indefinitely, but just to determine if these kids do have a reactivity or a problem with these foods. And sugar's always the big one when we come to behavioral issues as well. Okay, yep. And you know, the so monitoring of, that, maybe minimising that in the absolutely, diet. Yeah. absolutely. Getting back to a diet, you know, based on you know more whole foods or healthy foods as as close to nature as possible. Um, 
And then, you know, looking at the zinc-containing foods are things like your nuts and seeds and your leafy greens and your animal protein. So unfortunately, these kids these days, somehow they're really missing out on a lot of good nutrition, you know, either at bad habits early on. Or is, it, is it due to our, our fast food sort of and our processed food diet that I, we've, look, I think it we've is. evolved into? I do think it is. But quite interestingly too, if a child has pyrrole, their taste will be bad. That will be will be not very effective. So they they like food might might actually taste really quite abhorrent to them. So you know vegetables and fruit and that might taste oh, terrible. Okay. So oftentimes an interesting thing. Often when you can correct someone's zinc deficiency, particularly with kids, and this sounds like an old wives' tale, but I often say to mums, when you correct if they're low in zinc and you correct that zinc deficiency, often their taste will change, oh. and often they'll just naturally start to look at a wider range of foods that they're happy to try. So. Zinc is such an important mineral for children's early development that, um, you know, and most kids that I would see would have a tendency to be low in zinc because of their repetitive and refined carbohydrate or processed carbohydrate diet. So, um, you know, as always, there's a lot of um, a lot of room for improvement in a lot of our kids' diets. So, so yeah, if you've got some concerns about your child, and you've, you've even been suggested maybe there could be some learning disorders or something there, yeah, this is something that's a simple. Urine, urine test, and absolutely. you can look to see if you can eliminate this as maybe being a concern. Yeah, absolutely. And look, to be honest, most kids, if they are, if they do come back positive, they do tend to respond quite quickly and quite well. So it's not one of those things where you're sort of half-hearted. Mm. You know, does it help or doesn't? Does it not? But this is particularly, and the benefit, the good thing with things like zinc is, if if a child's already even been prescribed on prescribed something like Ritalin for. Um, you know, ADD or, or learning or behavioural issues, you can supplement, you know, safely alongside of that with things like zinc. And then one study recently I read compared the efficacy of Ritalin and Ritalin with zinc and they actually found that it improved the effectiveness mm. of the, the the drug if that has to be taken at all. So, um, yeah, prescribed properly, you know, most times these things won't interfere with what other people are on, but you always need to double-check with a qualified now do you have a blog on this on your website mullenhealth.com.au yeah we do we do and um you know people are welcome to get on the website and have a look at that blog yes now something else i want to talk about uh, with you is iridology what is that and how does it work well iridology is um or iris diagnosis is not a diagnosis as such but it's a, a tool or an assessment we use and what we say is genetically your eye color and your eye structure comes from immediately your parents grandparents and great-grandparents so Iridology really tells us about a lot about your health potential, you know, and which areas in your system, you know, which are your strengths and potential weaknesses. So it's something we do in practice with all our new patients, and um, I do it regularly with all my patients because it, yeah. it, while the eye doesn't change, it does give us clues as to which systems or organs are under stress. Okay, that's very interesting. And you have something with that coming up this weekend. Yeah, we do, Dave. If, if anyone's around at the farmer's markets on Sunday, um, some of my pracs will be there doing um, free iridology assessments for anyone that wants to know a bit more about iridology and just get a get an overview, I guess, of their, yeah. their strengths and weaknesses. How that works is another way of looking at how your health could be. Absolutely, absolutely. And we pick up personality types and um, what sort of stress type personality you are as well. So again, your next public talk next Tuesday, not tonight, but next Tuesday, looking at kids' health. Looking at kids' health, that, absolutely. And for more details on that, of course, you can call 49614075. As always, please visit the website, mullenhealth.com.au. There's a lot to be seen there and a lot to read. 
Yep. So great blogs on there, and um, that we actually amass quite a bit of information. It's a really good resource for anyone interested in any topic really to do with natural health. And Peter, thank you so much for today. Thank you, Dave. Lovely to see you. Health and well-being, our naturopath Peter Mullen here at Two NURFM. Back around midday next week.